Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. We're an LDS couple who struggled with unwanted pornography in our marriage for many years. What was once our greatest struggle and something we thought would destroy us has become our greatest blessing and triumph. Our hope is that as you listen to our podcast each week, you'll be filled with hope and healing and realize that you too can thrive beyond pornography and create the marriage you have always desired. Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography. We're so glad you're here and we believe in you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. Darcy is doing something else today. I don't know what she's doing. She's probably hanging out with the kids upstairs. Uh, uh, we just had Sunday, Sunday dinner. She always makes pasta on Sunday. It's always delicious. So she deserves a break, right? I think you agree. <laughs> if you don't agree, send me an email. I would love to hear this story. <laughs> Hey, if you are ready to get started on your journey to quit porn and start thriving, uh, do yourself a favor. Go to zackspafford.com slash free call and register for a live webinar this Thursday, and I think you'll be glad you did. Today, I want to talk about how to never fail again as you overcome pornography. When I struggled with pornography and I was you know, attending the 12-step meetings regularly, one of the things that was probably the most difficult to deal with was the idea that any missteps meant that I was starting back at zero each time. The whole idea, especially with 12-step meetings where you would you maybe get a, a token or a chip for each period of sobriety, as they called it, it, you know, it was that essentially if you messed up even one time, that meant that you would be back to zero. And it was pretty discouraging, and I think it was pretty depressing. And I think there's a lot of spouses out there, a lot of husbands, a lot of wives, who are saying, well, if you do mess up, then you are back at zero. And each time I went back to zero, I know I felt like a complete failure. That was how we treated it at the meetings. That was how I treated it in my mind. And it was how Darcy treated it in our conversations. But in today's podcast, I want to teach you how you can set yourself up to never fail again as you overcome pornography. So just go with me for a minute. And, you know, we, I, we often refer to food as something similar to the way that pornography works. And we actually had this uh, email come from somebody who wanted to remain anonymous. They said we could use this on the podcast, but they, they said, okay, super random, and I'm not sure why I'm telling you the uh, things, but I, I want f- to for some reason. So I will. I first found your podcast a little over a year ago. You have on multiple occasions compared porn habits to compulsive eating. I've always thought that that was a load of crap. I love that. <laughs> There's like, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> so then he goes on, or he says, that did not compute in my mind. However, I've been attending an Emotional Resilience Institute class. There's a woman in the class who has described her urges to eat chocolate. I was very surprised that it sounded almost identical to how I feel when I'm getting urges to view porn. My mind was blown. Like I said, I'm not sure why I wanted to share that with you today, but I hope you guys have a freaking awesome day. So, yes, I'm having a freaking awesome day. And, yeah, I think, I think that this is an appropriate analogy. So I'm going to use it 
And I, I want you to just kind of come along with me. I think most people have some sense of, of the way that food works within their life. Even people who've never chosen pornography, I think, have some sense of how this works. So imagine you're working on eating healthily, and you're, you're working to make your weight more reflective of a healthy body, as well as eating according to that ideal. And each week, for 10 weeks, you eat the things on your plan. You feel good. You've, maybe you've lost 20 pounds, so it's like, you know, two pounds a week, right? And you're doing really well. You feel like you're doing well. And then on a regular old Tuesday with no special meaning, it's not your birthday, it's not Thanksgiving, it's not Christmas, it's not the holidays, and with no reason to celebrate, you decide to just eat everything in sight. I, I don't know if you've ever had days like this, but I know I have where I'm just like, give me more chocolate, give me more food, give me the delicious things. And nothing that you eat that day is on your list. And none of the things that you eat are what you might call good for you. You feel like you can't help yourself. And the next morning you wake up and you've gained a single pound. You are 19 pounds down instead of 20. Now I want you to ask yourself, I want you to be real here. Are you back to zero? Are you starting over? Are you a complete failure? I know that if a friend of mine called me, you know, that Wednesday morning, the next day, and said, hey, look, I failed. I gained back one of the 20 pounds I lost, and I'm just so ashamed of myself. I think I'm going to quit on my goal of eating healthy. I'm, I'm just so frustrated with this process. I, I know what I would say to that person. I would say, hey, <laughs> you have something to be proud of here. You've done 10 weeks of healthy eating, paying attention to your mind and doing what you need to by listening to what your brain is offering you around your food habits. You're doing so well. You've lost 19 pounds. You're healthier than you've been in a while. And I think all of us would. And I just want to tell you, so we've had conversations with wives like this where, you know, the wife comes and she's like, you know, my husband, he's, for the first time in his whole life, he's gone six months without looking at porn. And then he looked at porn last week and all of a sudden we're on this downward spiral and I feel like we're starting over from scratch. And I want you to know, I think these are very similar positions to be in. And I think most of us would talk to our friend about food in a different way than we talk to our spouse about pornography. And I'm not trying to make an, a moral equivalency here, so please don't, please don't mistake what I'm saying here. You know, it's not this, like food and porn do not have the same moral standing in our culture. And I get that, and I'm not trying to make it so that they are, but I do think if we're willing to look at this more as a behavioral problem for, for a period of time than a moral problem, we're much more likely to make some gains. And I think all of us would, you know, we'd be proud of our friend. We'd be willing to say, hey, I'm super pleased with what you've done. I think you're doing great. I hope you keep going because I think that you're on the right track. And I would hope that the person who's hearing that is saying, yeah, okay, I've, I've succeeded fairly well up to this point. If I just re-engage and keep doing the things that I've been doing, that one day does not have to ruin me. And I hope that that's what you would do. I hope that that's what I would do. I think I would do it. But for so many of us, for too many of us, I think that's just not how we approach pornography. So today I'd like to offer you just two ideas, real simple. I'm going to keep it uh, clean today for you. But I want to offer you two ideas that you can use to help you never fail again. And the first one is progress trumps perfection. So if you're the person who is struggling with porn or if you are the spouse of someone who's struggling with porn, when you think about your struggles, 
Most of us tend to think about them in terms of, have I arrived yet? Have I overcome porn entirely yet? Have I lost all the weight I want to yet? Do I have enough money yet? Do I have a degree yet? Am I there yet? We are that kid in the back of the car on the endless road trips like, are we there yet? You know, we've only been driving for five minutes and (laughs) we want to know, are we there? And in life, progress is much, much more important than the place that we've arrived at. I know for me, when I value progress, I value myself as who I am. Meaning, if I look at myself and I go, well, I'm not as far as such and such a person who's the same age as me. And, you know, maybe they started in a different place than I did. Maybe they started with different characteristics, qualities, more money, uh, more help, a leg up, whatever it is. Or maybe they started behind us and they're just faster than us because they're better at it. I, I tend to look at myself in those situations and go, man, I stink. But when I look at my progress from where I started to where I am now, I can see myself as a whole person. I can love that person. And you might be listening to this and saying, well, I don't want to be who I am right now. <laughs> you, you, that might be how you feel. You might be like, well, I want to be the, I want that person who I am right now to be gone. I want to be someone who never views porn again. I, I can't value who I am. I must be someone else or, or some kind of version of that in your own mind. Well, here's the problem with that. When we believe that we aren't enough, it shows up in our actions. It shows up in our attitude and it shows up in our results. If you think about your experiences with little children, for example, right? If you think about a little kid who might be learning to walk, you might have noticed that they simply accept the things that happen as a matter of course. I mean, little kids who are learning to walk, they get to a point where they fall down on their butts. It's so weird, right? Because they just like land straight. If I, <laughs> if I landed straight on my butt from a standing position, I would be in so much pain. But little kids, they're just like, oh, I fell down. I'm sitting on my butt. Okay, I'm going to get back up. They don't think about it as Oh, man, I can't run. And if they did get sad or frustrated when they fall or fail to make the progress that they they feel that they might want to, maybe they do see other kids running and they're like, oh, I'm so sad, and they start crying. What do we do? We pick them up and we tell them it's okay and that they're doing a good job and to keep trying. We value their progress regardless of how little it is. We believe in their capacity to succeed as long as they keep trying. And I think one of the reasons why we believe in their capacity to succeed is that we've seen it before. Like we believe in our capacity to walk, so why can't they walk? And this, I think, has been a little bit of the, the problem with, within various programs that you might have tried. Like you're not, you're not seeing people succeed because they've never done it before. It's just all theory to them. That's why I love our programs because it's people who've actually done it and they're succeeding and we can see it and we can follow them. Like you can follow me because I've done it. And here's the thing. Nobody would stand over that little kid and shame them for not being perfect, for not being, you know, can you imagine just standing over a baby and being like, I can't believe that you don't know how to walk yet. You're terrible at it. (laughs) We just wouldn't do that. That would be, we, we would not feel good about ourselves if that's how we behaved. And the truth is, we're not babies, we're grown-ups, and when we choose porn in spite of our best efforts, there are consequences, including how our choices affect those around us, particularly our spouses. So I'm not saying that there might not be some sadness, or that we should never have sadness. What I am saying is, if we stand in there and we beat ourselves up and we let people beat us up and we think being beat up over our choices is valuable, we're missing the boat. 
And I would argue that when we approach pornography in a progress over perfection attitude, we free up the space in our brain to keep trying. Just like that baby. They're, they're not like, oh, I'm so upset because I can't run like the other kids. They're more like, okay, I tried that. That was cool. I walked three steps. Now I can walk two or four or whatever it is, right? Like they can, they, they see their progress and they go, man, I'm amazing. Let me try. And I think if we do that as pornography users, we will succeed much more effectively. In fact, I know it. So try that on. The second thing that I think anyone who is choosing pornography can do to never, ever fail again is to learn something and move forward. In my program, Thrive Beyond Pornography, I have a module dedicated to practicing this very thing. And in coaching, we dive deep into how you can most effectively do this, learning the things that you need to do and then moving forward from them. Now, think about a mechanic. Think about an auto mechanic. What's the first thing that they ask you whenever you bring a car into them? Can you describe the problem? Essentially, when you walk up to that counter, I'm thinking of the big O here on Sunset Boulevard here in St. George, and I walk up to that counter, and they want to know what the problem is. They want to, they're asking me, can you tell me what happened? Imagine if you just said, I don't know, and you told them to figure it out. Like, here's the keys, go figure it out. I think it would take a lot longer for them to figure out what you were experiencing than if you just said, here's the issue, right? If I can accurately describe, so for instance, my daughter's uh, car was, <laughs> this is the weirdest thing. You're like, you'd push, you'd push the brakes and nothing, 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 and then all of a sudden it would like slam on and, and it was, you, you'd almost jolt to a stop. Like I'm describing this to the, to the mechanic and he's like, okay, I'm not sure what that is, but now I know where to look. And if you can't do that, it's going to take that, that mechanic way longer. If you just hand them the keys and go, I don't know what the problem is with this car. You figure it out. They're going to have to drive it like every day, just like you do. And if you can give them details of what led up to the problem, what the problem is, and how you think the problem started, they're going to much more quickly and accurately be able to resolve the issue. One of the first things that most people do after they choose pornography is they work hard to forget what happened. And there's a reason for this, and it's I'm not going to go deep into it right now, but the reason we do this is so that we can feel okay about who we are. We, we use this mechanism in our brain to forget the past as best we can or to move beyond uh, unpleasant events as best we can so that we can feel good about who we are to, to a degree, so we can kind of think of ourselves as good people even though we make bad decisions. So... I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I've talked about it in other podcasts, but I, that's essentially what's happening when we push past our pornography struggle. And when that happens, I can't tell you how many times I've asked a client to describe to me the events that led up to choosing porn and what their mind offered them as they chose porn and heard the response, I don't know. And if you are a pornography user or a spouse of a pornography user, you've probably had this very same experience where you go, well, what happened? And you go, I don't know. Your bishop says, hey, what, tell me what's going on. And you go, I don't know. I look at porn, right? You just don't really want to face it. And in order to learn from our mistakes, we need to face them. We have to look at them head on and in full daylight. We've got to flip on the lights. We've got to see what rats are scurrying and actually see where they go so that we can solve the problem. That means in order to never fail again, we have to be willing to see the problem so we can learn from our choices and try new ways of resolving the issues that we face. 
Learning how to mindfully and accurately describe the problem is one of the many steps that's going to allow us to figure out what is going on. So each time we make a choice that goes against our moral compass, we can use it to grow instead of beating ourselves up and feeling like a failure. If you just think about progress over perfection and learning something so that you can move forward, you are going to find two game-changing tools. These are two steps that all by themselves can dramatically improve your capacity to overcome pornography and never fail again. Does that mean you're going to be perfect? No. But failure means quitting, in my mind anyway. So if you think about that, if you think, okay, now I know how to not quit, that means I know how to not fail. And I would love to hear about your progress. Send me an email, zach at zachspafford.com. I would love to hear how it's going for you. I would love to hear how this tool has impacted your life or these two tools have impacted your life. Let me know where you are. I would love to hear it. All right, my friends. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills that Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.